faithful and loyal readers and listeners, welcome to another segment of Verse of the Day. Today's verse comes from Matthew 6, 34, which says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Jesus here is not telling us it is wrong to make provisions for our physical future needs. However, he is speaking against anxiety and worry that shows a lack of faith in God's care and love. Peter wrote in this in 1 Peter 5, 6-7, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, having cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares about you. Which echoed the words that Jesus spoke when he said this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find a rest for your souls, for my yoke is comfortable, and my burden is light. That comes from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. In today's Bible readings are Deuteronomy 2 through 3, Luke 6, 12 through 38, Psalm 67, 1 through 7, and Proverbs 11, 27. So now we are going to move on to day 84 of our Through the Bible in One Year segment. Today's focus is on Luke 6, 17 through 38, which says that then Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place, and there was a large crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem in the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those who were troubled by unclean spirits being cured, and all the people were trying to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. He raised his eyes towards his disciples and began saying, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when the people hate you, and when they exclude you, and insult you. Scorn your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day. Jump for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For their fathers used to treat the prophets the same way. Oh, you who are rich, for you are receiving your comfort in full. Oh, you who are well fed now, for you will be hungry. Oh, you who will laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all the people speak well of you, for their fathers used to treat the false prophets the same way. But I say to you, hear love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who are abusive to you, whoever hates you on the cheek, offer him the other also, and 
even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you'll be the sons of the Most High. For he himself is kind to the ungrateful and evil people. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. And do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardoned, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over for by your standard of a measure. It will be measured to you in a return. So in today's passage, we get Luke's account of Jesus' longest sermon or a message. So the question that you are probably wondering, or that you should be wondering is very simply this is today's passage the same as the sermon on the mount that we find in matthew's gospel and the answer to that is yes because most likely jesus spoke from a plateau it was part way down the mountain so that both luke's descriptions description and matthew's description are correct these two accounts are parallel in other respects as well. In other words, they cover the same topics, and they cover them in roughly the same order. Although Luke reduces Matthew's longer account to its basic core, uh, and there are five questions that we see answered in today's passage, and the first one is this. Why turn our value system upside down? For that is what Jesus did in this teaching. He turned our value system upside down. He said, um, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when the people hate you, when they exclude you, and insult you, and scorn your name as evil, on account of the Son of Man. That's Luke 6, 20-22. So Jesus wanted to dispute the conventional wisdom of that time, which said the wealthy and influential <coughs> enjoyed more of God's blessings. Jesus wanted his followers to see that material things are only temporary and certainly not the only reality. He didn't want them to think of their current situation as a sign of God's blessing or judgment.
woe to you who are rich, for you are receiving your comfort in full. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all the people speak well of you, for their fathers used to treat the thoughts of prophets the same way. So that comes from Luke 6, 24 through 26. So the answer to that question, is it wrong to be financially well off? No. But it can be dangerous. So how can it be dangerous? So those who enjoy the good life may be more easily tempted to neglect the godly life. Also, they may never learn to depend upon God. In fact, there is a biblical principle says that those entrusted with something are held responsible for it. The wealthy are to be generous and not take advantage of others, which leads us directly into the third question we find answered in today's passage, which is, what's wrong with standing up for your own rights? In 
do agree that some response against injustice is necessary. It's necessary. Which brings us into the fourth question that is answered in today's passage. Which is this, how does God show kindness to the ungrateful and the wicked?
judge, right? So judge means to form an opinion about the careful weighing of evidence and testing of premises. Or it could also mean to form an estimate or an evaluation of coming to hold as an opinion. So when we talk about to discern, we talk about that. So discernment protects us. It's how we evaluate things. When we talk about discernment in this type of context, we're talking about discernment that comes from God. So whereas judgment attacks others, so it's our opinions. It's the way we think discernment is the way God thinks that has been revealed to us. So by delighting in revealing others' deficiencies, which is what judgment is all about, it's all about delighting in revealing others' deficiencies. I'm talk about judgment in the negative context. We fall into the trap Jesus warned against. But still, we should evaluate the motives, attitudes, and behaviors of others. And we need to evaluate those not based on our own opinions, but based on God's facts, God's opinions that He'll reveal to us through His Word. So as Christians, we are called to test everything so that we will not be deceived. Which is the whole point of why we are going through the Bible together over a one-year period. And so tomorrow's Bible reading is in Deuteronomy 4, Luke 6, 39 through 7, 10. Psalm 68, 1 through 18, and Proverbs 11, 